0: Well, welcome back. I'm Matt Garner and I'm just glad you're with us today. I'm believing that through these teachings that the Holy Spirit would really move upon your life. I'm praying that they're not just going to be um, content, but I, I pray that they lead you into a deeper revelation of Jesus. It's all about Him. It is totally all about Him. And so my heart in in um, even producing these is is to create a space where you can encounter him afresh. And so I pray, it's my prayer in Jesus' name right now that the Holy Spirit just feel wherever you are. Feel wherever you are in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've been talking Acts chapter 3 over the last couple of sessions. Go back on a few other, few if you haven't. i have been trying to keep these between kind of 10 and 20 minutes so that you can listen to them on a run on the way to work or, or wherever. Um, and um, we're going to wrap this up as we as we do Acts chapter three right now. So let's read because we've read enough of the first part of the miracle of this lame man through Peter and John. Um, we've we've read a, a, a lot of that. Um, in fact, we need to read from verse number four. It says, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So they so he gave them his his attention, expecting to receive something from him. And that's what I want to talk today about. I want to talk today about the power of your expectation. Okay, let's keep reading. So so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. So he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet, his ankle bones received strength. So, so he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them. What an amazing thing that would have been. Walking, leaping, and praising God. I always have that chill, that that kids church song in my head. Walking and leaping and praising. Anyway, that's another, that's another message. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to the porch, uh, ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Why do you look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus, whom you'd. What I love about this, just pause just quickly. Firstly, we've spent too long. So, so Peter says, why are you looking so intently at us? The church for too long have been saying, stare at us. We've got to shift that and we've got to be like the apostolic leader of, of Peter and saying, don't stare at us. Why do you look so intently at us? As if though through our own power or godliness, our own power or godliness, we made this man walk. And if we're not careful in our churches, we can rely on our own power or our own godliness and we can we can keep pointing to those things. But I believe as I speak under this anointing of, of the power of his spirit right now, we must radically refuse the praises of man. We must be the generation that radically refuse the praises and the applause of man we must say do not look at us we are just like you it is Jesus another side note is what I love that Peter does is Peter as we as we read through Acts chapter 3 Acts well Acts chapter 2 Acts chapter 3 Acts chapter 4 Acts chapter 5 we see that Peter sees any little crack in the door and runs through it as an opportunity to preach the resurrected Jesus what a great thing like I think we need to be more like that I think we need to be like oh wow I've seen that little door open of someone's said something around God bless you that's a door opening to say man God is blessing me jesus blessed me when he died and bled you know what i'm talking about and it's like it's like peter sees a crack in the door and goes that's an open door to preach the gospel and the good news of jesus and he launches into full hard out preacher mode and it's not about style god doesn't flow through style god when we preach his word comes on his word it doesn't matter about style god comes on faith and God moves and signs follow the preaching of the gospel not the good style of the gospel being preached okay and so preach the gospel and miracles will break out but uh, let's read then God Abraham Isaac and Jacob God of four fathers glorified his servant Jesus whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go but you denied the holy one and the just and ask for a murder to be granted to you. Kill the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And this uh, and his name, th- through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness and the, in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers, but those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ would suffer has been, he has thus fulfilled. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Let's quickly just zoom in on this verse number five where it simply says, so he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them expecting to receive something from them i want to ask you this simple question what what are you expecting what are you expecting an expectation runs right through our life doesn't it like i think we we expect to have dinner tonight we expect to um we expect we expect um we expect a whole lot of things. We expect to get paid after we've done our job. We expect um, we expect to go down to the grocery stores and there'd be toilet paper. Hashtag COVID, hashtag hoarding toilet paper. That's another conversation. We'll leave that sermon for another time. But there's an expectation that we just live with. Expectations are, is a part of life. And expectation is powerful. And so maybe a good question to start with is what 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 do you expect of jesus what do you expect of jesus what do you do come do you approach him with an expectation in your heart and i'm not saying uh, sometimes we use our expectation which is anchored in our desire not actually in god's word and not in actually god's will Um, so we need discernment around that like Prayer requires discernment. Otherwise, we can be praying our desire rather than be pr- praying his will. And that's a really important point. But ex- and why? Because sometimes we use expectation to hold God ransom to do something for us that we desire that doesn't actually give glory to him. Now, we're preaching around a miracle here. And so please hear my heart. God is a healing God. He is a good father. And I believe his anointing and his power wants to be released to you in a new measure. I believe we should not be believing for less miracles. We should be believing for more regular miracles. Supernatural, mind-blowing, disturbing and disrupting miracles like we see here in Acts chapter 3. See, I I, I suppose at the, the heart of this message is this question of like, what do you expect? What do you expect and It's important for us to ask this because the way of the world Has comes with it a way of believing and behaving and a part of that learnt worldly behavior is expectation See this man in acts chapter 3 this lame man was expecting something from man and Previously, he had received how he was expecting. And so he was, he was expecting something that, that would provide temporal relief. He was expecting, his, his expectation was temporal because he had been discipled that way. He had been discipled that way. Discipled by the world and by worldly thinking, into worldly thinking in and believing and therefore expecting because your expectation comes or lack thereof it comes from somewhere it comes from somewhere and here in this instance his this lame man's expectation needed correcting it needed to come into alignment with god's word and god's way it needed to come into alignment with god's resurrection power not the religious systems not what not what religion had to offer it had to come into alignment with what heaven had to offer but because he And because you and because I have learnt and we have been discipled into a way of worldly believing, we've been discipled into a religious way of believing and therefore expecting, we are at times believing where our expectation is out of alignment with what God wants to do. And more importantly, who God is. And in this instance, we know that Peter and John bring a correction, an alignment, a spiritual chiropractor on his expectation. They, The Bible says that he, that he was expecting to receive something from them. And what did Peter and John say? Silver and gold we do not have. And here comes the realignment. But what we do have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, because it's of him, That's what the world really need of him. Not what religion can offer, not what a man can offer, but what Jesus can offer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they corrected his expectation. They said, you're looking to the wrong place. Religion can't fix you. Uh, Just getting some money to get by can't fix you. But the resurrected Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit can bring about a supernatural miracle that will change the rest of your life and it often takes a Peter and John moment to bring about the correction that is needed in our lives It often takes that Peter and John moment to change us and to transform us And that's really what I want these messages. That's what I want our Sunday services to be. That's what I want our community Sundays when we gather in homes. I'm obviously having a pastoral moment with our church right now, with Empower Church. That's what I. That's what I believe. That every time we gather together, where two or three gather in His name, they should be moments. We should have an expectation. Our our um our expectation be should be in alignment with what heaven wants to do, not what is available to us in earth. And we see this time after time after time after time, throughout the book of Acts. You're going to get to Acts chapter five in a moment when you start reading, and you're going to see that the the um. Gamaliel puts Peter and John into prison because they keep preaching in Jesus' name. But supernaturally in the middle of the night, the doors unlock and Peter is freed and and God has spoken to him to go and continue preaching. So that's what he does. He goes right back to the temple where he's just been arrested in and starts preaching the gospel of Jesus. And it is powerful. Why? Because his expectation is in alignment with heaven and not with earth. And that's what I want these messages. That's what I believe it should be like when we gather. We should have an expectation that God is going to move. We should have have an open heart. Just like you might go and see a chiropractor or see a doctor or see someone like that. When we approach the preaching of God's word, we allow it to wash over us and change us. And a part of the change that must take place is it's shifting our expectation must shift our expectation we must attend those things whether it's Sunday we must have an expectation that whenever we pray the power of the spirit is there I didn't say the feeling is there but I said the power of the spirit is there we must whenever we gather for corporate worship and around the world we must have a crazy hunger and expectation that the spirit of God is going to move in power I want these times to be a time of correction and alignment where our expectation is shifted. Where we stop thinking from an, to get an earthly fix and we start saying, God, you can actually supernaturally fix this in one moment and life can be transformed and turned around. Where we would be torn away from a worldly way of thinking and we would be disciples and followers of Jesus. One of the things we see here, and we see because his mind's blown away, we see that the Bible tells us that the lame man in verse number 11 held on to Peter and John. And this is what we've got to stop doing as we grow and as we mature in our faith. We've got to stop holding on to the men and women or to the vehicle by which God uses and realize that God is the source of that thing. says so he held on to Peter and John, Stop. Holding on to the wrong thing. Keep holding on to Jesus. He's the one that you want to hold on to. You don't want to hold on to religion. You don't want to hold on to systems. You don't want to hold on to those things. Hold on. And this man held on to the wrong things. We're discipled into worldly thinking. Excuse me, which teaches us to hold on to what we see. And so we create formulas and systems and um, and patterns in our life. And um, some of those things end up being things that we have in church. And, and what we do is, is we, we hold on to the pattern, the system, the thing that happened to be the solution by which and how God moves. But I feel just the Lord saying to you and to me today, stop holding on to the wrong thing keep holding on to me let your expectation change let your expectation shift invite the Holy Spirit to change your expectation Lord I've been holding on to church I've been holding on to my to my to the preacher I listen to the podcast I listen to I've been holding on to all these different things to get me through but Lord I want to be someone that holds on to you see worldly expectation always holds on to the thing that provides for that expectation but godly expectation and understanding who we are to be as disciples understands that this is all about the father's business this is all about the spirit's work this is all about the resurrected jesus at work and moving in power and so as leaders and disciples of disciples of disciples We must radically point people to Jesus and to Jesus alone. To him be all the glory in the church. Nothing to do with man. Nothing to do, no matter how big, small, new, old, how much money, how much little money. It is irrelevant in the context of heaven. What is important is that Jesus gets all the glory. Stop looking so intently at us as if by our own power or godliness we made this miracle happen this is all about him this is all about him it's all about him and i pray that you'd get that in your heart i pray that when you if it's a sunday service or you're going to have a meal with another believer or you're having time of communion with your family or you're having a prayer time or you're opening the bible and all those things you should do as regularly as you can if it's this sunday at empower church wherever it might be for you my prayer is that you would come with a godly expectation that you'd be having these thoughts of like man heaven heaven jesus made a way for heaven to come to earth and so i'm going to believe for that it change i'm telling you right now it changes your hunger it changes the way you worship it changes your, your appetite for the Word. You're going to be one of those believers that gets a notepad out, and starts writing old school notes in church. You're going to be that person that's that's hungry. You're going to be that person... Um, I remember as a young person, because I had a big expectation that just God was just going to meet me. I remember at a time as a youth pastor, my senior pastor doing a salvation altar call and the Spirit, saying, I want you to respond when he calls people up the front. So I got up out of my seat. I walked down and... You know, obviously my pastor at the time was like, are you all right, man? Have you got sin in your life? Do, do we need to have a chat? But it was me just wanting to be obedient to the spirit, knowing that if I'm obedient, he's going to meet me. And so when you're pastor on Sunday or wherever you are, or as you hear the spirit, that's what what's most important. Not about man's words, about the spirit's words in your life. As you yield to him, I want to tell you right now, something powerful is going to happen the key to revival, the key to a move of God, right? Revival is a is is a, is a a good word, but it's a dangerous word too, because it can conjure up a, because um, we've all got our own versions of what revival is, okay? And some of us see it as Brownsville, Azusa Street, different reformations, the first and second great awakening, Catherine Kuhlman, what God's done in different things. But what's important, is that on the other side of your obedience is a move of god's spirit in your life and so have ears to hear what the spirit is saying wherever you are and whatever you're doing right now you might be doing whatever but i believe god wants to speak to you you be obedient and you be used by him and you expect that god will meet you with power be blessed peace